Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So the last time I was before you, I was talking to you about the book that I just finished reading called Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. And I told you guys, there was so much inside of this book. I knew I wasn't going to be able to talk about it all in one episode. Um, And I wasn't quite sure whether or not I was going to do a continuation, but I just really feel led to, especially because we are in the month of March and this is Women's History Month, right? And um, as this particular episode will be released, it will be released on International Women's Day. So I really wanted to come back uh, with the discussion to talk about sisterhood because in the book uh, Shonda Rhimes is talking about the mommy wars and we have discussed mommy wars before right in regards to to work or not to work you know what I'm saying Uh, and how those who work can sometimes criticize those who don't work and those who don't work like to criticize those who do work. You guys know the whole argument going back and forth about, oh, you know, those who work outside the home or work at all, that they're not tending to their children. They're not caring about their kids. They're not mothering them and all the stuff. And then for those who decide to stay at home and actually want to be the Susie homemakers of the world, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they are criticized for not having any motivation or any drive to want to go out and do something and become somebody. And it just got me to thinking because I have been a part of those those wars, uh, not necessarily directly, but indirectly, uh, because, yes, for majority of my life, uh, I was working outside the home. And then there was a, a I mean, I'm still working. I am a working mother. Um, I'm a business owner. Um, but there was a time when I was working for someone else. And uh, I I've shared with you guys before about how you know, sometimes because of work, it prohibited me from being as present as I would like to be with my children. But even with that, that is a discussion within itself, which brings me to today uh, in regards to like, where's the sisterhood? I feel a lot of times that we are being very critical or judgmental of one another because of the decisions that others make versus the decisions that we make for ourselves and within our home and it shouldn't be about judging somebody else for the decisions that they make but more so like respecting that that's their decision and you know looking from things from their perspective understanding that we each are in our own vessels and each vessel looks different. It's kind of like when we were in the pandemic together, right? We were all in the same storm, all right? We all got hit by the pandemic. We all had to be quarantined. We all had to go through that. But when it came down to the actual quarantining part, right? We were in different vessels, same storm, different vessel some of us you know we had space in our homes and you know one person could go to their side of the house while the other person went to their side of the house so that you could still feel like you had some alone time and then you could come back together where there were others there was multiple families in a home there were people who didn't even have a home there were people who wasn't really affected because they had the the chefs and everything that they probably could have had quarantine staying at their house even have a guest house for them to stay in 
where the rest of us, it was like, man, I got to go out and, and try to buy chicken or I got to go use Instacart to have stuff. Like there was a lot, you know what I'm saying? Even in regards to the first responders who had to go out to take care of those who fell sick. They had families too. I have heard multiple stories of how some first responders for months at a time were living inside of a hotel and couldn't even hug their children because of the fact that they were afraid of bringing COVID back home to them and them getting sick. You know, families were separated. Some people didn't get that, you know, didn't have that bad effect at all, you know, um, or negative effect, I would say. But they're, so bringing it back to sisterhood, you know, here it is in this sisterhood, the storm that we all share together is womanhood. And I don't want to look at being a woman as being a storm, right? But we all know that by being women, we are considered what second class citizens, you know what I'm saying? Um, where women had to fight for their rights to vote. Women are still fighting for their rights, for things, for equal pay and all of this stuff, right? This is the same quote unquote storm that we are all in. And yet and still, while we are in this quote unquote storm together, there are times where we are throwing muck at each other instead of standing united, standing united in our differences, standing united in the choices that we are making for our homes, Right. So like, for example, let's take it back to the working mom versus the non-working mom. Right. Um, I had mentioned to you guys in the previous episode that, um, you know, Shonda had mentioned how being a mother is not work. And I really, you know, thought that her statement was profound because of how she broke it down. She was just like, I can't quit being a mom. You can quit a job. You know, you can ask for, for leave. You can, you know, ask for a pay increase. You don't get paid. You get paid in hugs and kisses, right? And I've heard moms, myself included, have referred to, you know, this is a job being a mom, but it's not. It's, it's not a job. Like, I agree with her. And when she made her points, I was just like, you know what? You're right. Because I can't quit. I am a mother 24-7, 365. Like, that does not change. That hat never comes off. Even when I was at work and I would put on my working cap, my mom cap was still underneath my working cap. You know what I'm saying? I would put it over it because if I got a phone call that my child was sick at school, I would have to leave and go pick up my child. You know what I'm saying? And but that's I want to stop right there because that is where I also feel that there is these internal wars between moms and other moms. Right. So even Shonda mentioned about how she's in a fight with herself because as moms and and I, I know that she shares a sentiment because she wrote wrote it in a book. So I'm gonna speak for me and Shonda here. I don't know about anybody else. But as moms, we sometimes have our own internal bully or internal, you know, opponent that we argue with about how good of a mom we are. You know, we go through the mommy guilt or we go through the the struggle of like, am, am I being a good enough mom to my child? Am I making the right decisions? Is this right? We already have that internal fight with each other that honestly, I don't have time to fight with an external opponent who has a difference of opinion on the choices that I make as a mother for my kids. And it's, I, I think there's a way and, and maybe we 
still we are still mastering how to have these conversations without giving off a sense of criticism or being judgmental of somebody else in the choices that they make. So going back to my um my example with the with the moms and stuff, right? So as a um a mom who was working outside of the home, right? I my schedule was Monday through Friday from 8 to 5. Uh I worked about a good let's say 45 30 30 to to 40 depending on traffic from home right there was actually one point where I worked about a good hour it was like a 45 to an hour minute drive from my house um, because I was in the midst of rush hour traffic so like literally even though I would get off and at that job I was working from nine to six so getting off at six o'clock I wasn't getting home till about seven right and I had little ones at the time and, you know, my kids, they have a bedtime. Normally bedtime was like 8, 830. You want to try to put them down as early as possible. So I did not get that much time in the evening to really spend with my kids, which is why bath time was my time. Like I would get them ready for bed because I, I've been away from them all day. You know what I'm saying? And Anthony has always had a more flexible schedule than me, but not just because he had a more flexible schedule. Anthony is also a very involved parent. He's an involved father, very much engaging with his kids, wanted to be a part of, you know, certain aspects of their lives that, you know, maybe not all fathers feel that way. I know that for both him and myself, Our dads were not like that with us, but that is something that he wanted to be for his kids, right? And so, for example, for me, um, because Anthony had um, certain days of the week off, instead of and I and I was at first like, of course, you know, your your babies are young, you know, you want to go to all the appointments, right? But there was a point where Anthony and I did sit down and we talked with each other in regards to like, hey, this is our family dynamic. I know what we saw growing up, like mom was the primary caregiver and did all the stuff because, you know, his mom was a stay at home mom. My mom worked at nights, so she was home during the day. So here it is. We 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 had to sit down and have a conversation because it was like and and I get it. I can already feel the judgments when I say this, which is why I'm struggling to say it. Um, but for me, it was like, oh, it makes sense that we schedule doctor's appointments. And this is when the kids were like in in grade school by this time. Right. Like all of the baby appointments, like all the first I was there for all of them. The doctors knew who I was. Right. But when the kids got a little bit older, I would say probably when they were in first and second grade is when, you know, Anthony and I had this conversation or actually probably was AJ in kindergarten, probably first in kindergarten, either first in kindergarten, first or second. But anyway, Hannah, focus. So um, but we had a conversation because it was like, hey, instead of me, you know, going into work late or taking the day off to take them to their doctor's appointment, you're already off. I'll just give you my list of questions and you can take them. Now, some moms wouldn't agree with that because some moms are just very hands on and they're like, no, I want to be there for every appointment. I want to talk to the doctor. I need to make sure this, that, that and the other. Right. Like some moms don't want to miss all of those things. Um, do I feel judged when I have conversations with those moms sometimes that I was OK with letting my husband handle that? Yeah, I do. 
I do feel judged um, because this was a decision that we made for our household. Now, the reason why I feel judged is because what is then followed after that discussion is, is like, oh, no job is going to be more important than my kids. I never thought that my job was more important than my children. I just figured it made sense. It was reasonable. Now, mind you, did I, you know, because of the, the Martha in me, you know, did I, was I like, um, okay, yeah, why miss work or why, you know, take the time or not, sorry, not take the time, but why go in late and all that stuff and have to, to, to deal with all those things. I'll just let you go and I'll go to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. When you look at it from that point, it's like, okay, work is, is going to be there. And whether you're there or not, they're going to find somebody to do your job. So, yes, I will. I will admit that there were times that I was like, oh, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. Work, work, work. But I never was like, oh, because I got to get all this done. My husband can handle the kids. Let me go be this boss lady. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was not my mentality. It was more so just seriously like, hey, you know what? You can take the kids to their doctor's appointment. I'll just schedule them on your days off. That way I can just go into work and then come home and whatever. Right. Other things, you know, um, but I, I will admit and I think I may have shared this earlier on when I first started the podcast about how resentment got built up and it got built up for me towards Anthony because yeah I saw that Anthony was spending more time with the kids than I was you know the only time I really got with them was on the weekends you know um, because like I said I would get home especially with the the job that I had when they were really young I wouldn't get home until about seven o'clock and so as soon as I would get home I would have to cook dinner now see this is the other thing right this is where I feel like sometimes we as women we take on so so much because we saw what our moms did our grandmothers did great grandmothers you know they were just these strong women who who did it all and so for me even though I took one thing off of my plate like taking the kids to their doctor's appointment and their dentist appointment which is not something that happens all the time like your kids go to their doctor's appointment once a year for their physical or their annual checkup and they go to the dentist every six months so even when we're looking at it like that like that's a very small portion of of involvement that I I chose to give to Anthony or when and when the kids got sick like I actually saved my sick days you know for those moments when the kids got sick so I could be the one to take them you know what I'm saying so it's it's like there's a, a given a given take there but like when it came down to the fact that in the morning I left before they even got up Anthony got to spend the mornings with them Anthony got to pick them up from school because I was still at work or on my way home from work by the time I got home from work okay who's cooking dinner it was really me I'm the main cook in the house Anthony didn't cook so I would come home tired and first thing I would need to do is cook so that everybody can eat and go to bed on time so and, and when the kids started to get older and started bathing themselves, I lost bath time. I didn't even have that time with them anymore, you know. And there's other things that you can do with your kids and even in like reading stories with them, you know, having devotion, saying their prayers and all that stuff. But it was like it just it wasn't enough. And so on the weekends, that's when I would want to do things because I'm like I am available. And Sunday and it isn't even like we had a full two day weekend because on Sundays 
that's like a work day for Anthony because he is the worship and arts director at our church. So it's like we have to go and I, I don't want to say have to. That sounded so horrible, but I'm just saying it's a work day for him. So I could be like, hey, I'm not going to church this Sunday. But for him, it's taking a day off like he is expected to be there. So and and by the time and I think even early on when the kids were younger, this is when we were having multiple services. So we literally were there all day. So really, all I had was Saturday with them. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's one of the reasons why I had stepped down from being the dance director at our church, because when the kids got old enough to start having their own extracurricular activities and, you know, all activities happen on a Saturday, it was like. I'm choosing, I'm having to choose between being up at the church on Saturday for dance rehearsal or being at my kid's soccer game or being at my kid's um, uh, dance recital or being at my kid, whatever, you know. And so all of those things, just trying to manage and and, and uh, put it all together, right? Just manage it all. And, you know, there's certain areas where resentment build up because I was just like, you have you you get so much time with them you know but it's like Hannah where do you need help did you ask for help did you say hey Anthony can we um switch up on who cooks on what nights like can I instead of me cooking every day can you take three out of the seven days or something or or, and I, I never cooked on Friday so let me say that I've never cooked seven days straight out of the week six at the most but never seven because Friday is my day off from cooking I don't cook on Fridays but it the resentment built up first is what I'm saying. The resentment built up first and then eventually a discussion had to be made because here it is. There's feelings that I have on the inside that I was not like conveying to him. And it's unfair to him to feel this way. And he doesn't even know that I feel this way. So we did have to have another conversation in regards to like, hey, let's alter with the dinner plans and stuff. So I'm just saying all of that because it's I'm making this more about like communication and it's not. It's about the sisterhood. It's about the fact how I do feel that a lot of times in our sisterhood, right, we have some sisters who do take on, who choose to take on all the work, who choose to do all the things, who, you know, they're that hands-on mom, they're, they're working outside the home, or even whether they're, they're working, let me not just say outside the home, because whether you are working outside the home or working, you know, in the home, or you are a business owner, like you're working, you're doing stuff, and, it, and it's not saying that, that being a mom is, is work, but like you're working, and even if you don't get paid for the job that you do, you're your house manager, right? So if you are a non-working mom, that that is at home with her kids like you are still the house manager there's somebody that still has to do the laundry the cooking that has to do the tending of the house making sure that the house is running properly and that everything is being taken care of that is work within itself right I don't feel like in any way we should be judging each other in regards to the choices that we make as mothers if you're a mom who is very into organic food and and you know um you have your own garden and you have the time to to cultivate your own garden and go out and grow your own vegetables and bring it in where you don't have to buy these things for the store that's great that's wonderful that is not hannah right i do not have a green thumb even as a vegan I would love the fact to have fruits and vegetables, but you know where I get them from? The farmer's market or the grocery store. I do not have my own garden. I don't know. There's a misconception out there somewhere that all vegans have a garden. No, I'm not one of them. You know what I'm saying? I don't, uh, and I'm not even going to lie and say I don't have the time to have a garden. I am not interested in having a garden. 
I'm just not. I'm not going to go out there. I feel like I already have a garden to tend to in my marriage, in my parenting. Like, I don't need a physical garden out in my backyard. It would be beautiful. I've had people come and tell me, like, oh, right there would be such a beautiful spot for a garden. Great. Do you want to come and be the one to tend it? Because it's going to die if you start it and think that I'm going to to take care of it, because I'm not. This is why I don't even like receiving flowers. I love flowers. They're beautiful. But I rather you let them stay in the ground or you leave them at the store because you given to given them to me as a gift. They're going to die because I'm going to forget that I need to trim the stems or add more water or put the little food substance that they give you in the packet to they will die. I feel horrible because I just recently got some tulips. And within a week, when I looked at them, I was like, oh my gosh, they're dead. Like, and I didn't do it on purpose. I just literally forgot that they were there. Right. But I'm, I'm saying this because, you know, you have the very hands-on moms who sew the clothes. I think it's great. Uh, as a matter of fact, Anthony has a friend whose wife who started a business just from making clothes for her kids and she sells it now. And I'm like, that is awesome. I'm not a seamstress. I'll get some stitcher witchery. I know how to patch up a hole. I know how to sew a zipper back on. Those can, I, I can stitch, right? I'm not a seamstress. That's not my forte, right? But if you, you know, love designing clothes and you love making clothes and you don't have to, you know, spend the money on buying clothes from the, the mall or from Marshalls and Ross, that's wonderful. That's great for you. But don't judge a mom who doesn't do that. Don't make a mom who doesn't, you know, buy her own clothes. I mean, who doesn't make her own clothes feel bad because she don't make her kids clothes. It's easier. for Matter of fact, if you really think about it, if it wasn't for those of us, for the consumers who go out and buy the clothes that you make, how you make your money. You know what I'm saying? And I get it. It's a way for you to save for your family. And so I don't I don't want to seem critical or judgmental when I come off saying this these things because I think it's great I understand that that's a way that you're saving you know what I'm saying um it's just like with the mom like I think I shared with you guys that I, I know a mom who made her own chicken nuggets for her kids and I was like wow that's that's dedication like you sit there you chop up the chicken you season it and everything and then you bread it and then you you cook them and then you put them in the freezer so that whenever the kid wants some chicken nuggets, they got some homemade chicken nuggets. That is awesome. That's something that I've thought about doing. But every time I attempted to try, I was just like, nah, I can't. Like, this is just too much. <laughs> I, but my point is, is that we are in a sisterhood, right? We share the experience of being a woman. And we share the experience of what it is to 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 be like I said some quote unquote a second class citizen one who does not who has to fight for all of the these rights and for the equality and and so on and so forth right we share this experience we don't need to waste time throwing muck at each other because of our own differences when we could stand together and support one another support one another in their decisions you know what I'm saying um it's just like even how Shonda said in her book in regards to her being a single mother she's not your typical single mother because she has a whole tribe you know and it's it's like she's not your typical single mother because at the same time yes yeah, she is a um best known selling author she's also a a writer of these great shows that come on television that we watch right so she's not your typical uh, you know a single mother but at the same time 
she also has a tribe behind her. She has a tribe of people that help her manage her household and help her raise her kids while she's out here being this boss, but also still being a mom. And I I feel like if we could support one another that way and be each other's tribe, you know what I'm saying, that it could make things a lot easier. Maybe some of us would be even more willing to ask for help when we need it and receive help when it's offered that's the other thing I I can admit that it is hard for me sometimes to ask for help because I don't want to seem like a bother or you know uh seem like I'm you know I don't I don't I don't want to be a weight a burden to somebody else and so a lot of times I'll just do it by myself but we were created to do life together. We were created to be there for one another. You know what I'm saying? We weren't created to be islands and to do everything by ourselves. And that's why we feel overwhelmed a lot of the times when we're doing things. And, you know, there's this pride inside of us women that's just like, oh, no, I got it. I can do it on my own. But you know you really would like to have help. You know you would really like for somebody to say, you know what, let me take this off your plate for you. But it's us being willing to receive that help. It's us being willing to know that it doesn't make us weak to ask for help. It actually takes strength. You know, and it's just like how the Bible says when we are weak, that's when he's strong. He renews our strength. He's the one who gives us strength. Right. We weren't made to be self-reliant. We were created to be dependent and reliant on God. And a lot of the times I just feel like we that whole muck throwing that we do, the mommy wars, the the women wars that we have within our our sisterhood that we have is because of our own insecurities It's because of the things that we're dealing with ourselves. The fact that we're just like, you know, I wish I could sit at home all day. And some of you may not even think that way. Some of you really love work. Like, and that's one of the things that, that Shonda Rhimes said in her book. She was like, I love work. I love my kids, but I love working. Like, I don't want to give that up. That that's, it's not my dream to sit at home. You know what I'm saying? And we, we have to respect that. We have to understand that for some women, it's not their dream to sit at home and to bake cookies. Uh, I remember, and I might have said it in the episode last week, um, but she, she brought up a story about how the, you know, she was at this PTA meeting or whatever. And the, I guess the president of the PTA, she was saying how they, they were getting ready to have a bake sale. And she was saying, and they need to be homemade cookies that you make with your kids. And, and Shonda had this outburst because she was like, how are you going to tell me that I have to make them? I don't have the time. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so what? It's a bake sale. Okay, let me go ahead and stop at Publix and get some cookies and bring them. Or let me stop at Sam's and get the big thing of cookies and bring them. Oh, you're just selling cookies. Does it matter? Matter of fact, my child will come with me to the store. We, I will let them pick out which cookies they want. That way we did it together. Like, it's not, everybody's not a baker. Everybody's not a seamstress. Everybody's not a crafter. I love when the kids have, you know, science projects or some type of project to do because I like working with crafts, but not all moms like working with crafts. And so it's just like, okay, Hannah, you doing the most. And I'm like, but I have fun with it. Sometimes I take over the project and I have to remember it's not mine. It's theirs. It needs to be more of their work, less of yours, you know, but it's because I enjoy that kind of stuff. Not everybody enjoys that. I, like I told y'all, I don't enjoy gardening. That's not my thing. But another mother, another woman, she may enjoy that. And if you do, that's great. You know what I'm saying? But let's stop 
being so critical and judgmental of each other and the differences that we have. Let's stop making women who want the career feel bad for wanting the career. You know, let's stop making women who want to be at home and snuggle up with their kids and kiss on them all day. Let them have that. You know what I'm saying? That makes them happy. Why do we want to tear down or tell somebody? Why do we want to define what happiness looks like for the next person? Because what makes you happy may not make the next person happy. That's not their joy. That's not their area of peace. And all we're doing is causing disruption because we're making someone feel guilty or bad about not wanting the same things that we want or not doing things the way that we do them. To each his own, right? Like we were all created to be different, but also created for community to learn from each other's differences, to grow. Because what you may be strong in, I may be weak in. Therefore, I could learn from you. And what I may be strong in, you may be weak in. Therefore, you can learn from me and we can teach each other. That's how iron sharpens iron. That's how we grow together. That's how we make each other better. But if we're constantly just throwing muck at each other because of the differences, then we'll never be able to learn from those differences and grow together and develop. Anyways, those are my thoughts. Just wanted to share them with you guys today. Um, And so, again, in honor of Women's History Month, you know, where's the sisterhood? All right, y'all, I hope you got something out of today's episode. It's always my prayer that you do. You can always connect with me and give me your feedback at handlesworld 0 at gmail.com or you can connect with me on IG, Instagram, at handlesworld 0 Until next time, peace out, world. Mm-hmm.